We're back on American Ninja Warrior. That's right, Matt. During the break, we saw some incredible performances. John Jones was the first warrior to make it to the salmon ladder, but there he found some troubles when the bar hit him in the face, sending him into a permanent coma. Then we saw Dave Davids come in hot to the chain seesaw, but slowed down significantly when both his legs were severed. It's been quite a night. Let's now talk with Christine, who's managed to catch a couple words with Dave Davids on the way to the hospital. Dave, you've trained for years to make it to this point, and now you have to go home without moving on. What would you like to say to your fans watching at home? Kill me. Wow, Akbar, that guy is really down right now. Let's take a look at our next contestant on American Ninja Warrior. Hi, I'm Joe Armstrong. I was just your everyday drifter, and I was given a choice by a judge to either join the military or go to prison. So I found myself on an army base in the Philippines. I found that I had pretty radical ninja powers when I had to take on a group of rebels who sent an army of actual ninjas to assassinate me. You can't make this stuff up, right? So since I was already American Ninja, I figured I'd try my hand at this pussy shit. Strong words, Akbar. Strong words indeed. Let's see if he can back those up here at the city qualifiers in sexy Des Moines, Iowa. Well, he's made it through the log roll in record time. I've sure rolled a few logs in my time, Matt, but none of them were as big as the ones he just rolled. He's now over the spider jump and making his way to the third obstacle, the up the pole and darted dictator. Well, he climbed the bamboo pole like he had a rocket up his ass, Matt. I've had more than my fair share of that, old buddy. Now let's see how he does with the blow dart. Oh, he's done it. He put a poison dart right in the eye of Manuel Noriega. That's incredible, Matt, considering I had no idea old pineapple face was still alive. He's 81, pal. Look it up. Now Armstrong is at the Shurukens. Here, he's got to throw five ninja stars into a ninja dressed in black with a red sash so we know he's bad, who is on a spinning wheel that has fireworks shooting out of it. Then Armstrong has to disappear into a cloud of smoke. Many of our competitors struggle with that disappearing part. It's probably because most aren't actual ninjas. He's done it! Now, for the final obstacle, he must free an old Spanish fort and a group of innocent hostages, including his girlfriend, from the hands of a madman hell-bent on world domination. This is where his ninja skills will truly be tested. That's not the half of it, Akbar. Between him and the end of the course stands an army of pirates. Oh, dang, yo. We all know that the pirate is the natural-born enemy of the ninja. I can't believe it. Armstrong has whipped out a huge guitar and started wailing on it. The pirates are all exploding from it. Now that's what I call real ultimate power. You said it. Let's go back to Christine with our champion. Joe, you've saved all of South America and your super hot girlfriend from stupid pirates. How did you do it? Well, it's simple, really. If you know anything about ninjas, it's these three simple facts. One. Ninjas are mammals. Two, ninjas fight all the time. And three, the purpose of the ninja is to flip out and kill people. Booyah. That guy is cool. And by cool, I mean totally sweet. I want to say thank you to our sponsor, Robert Hamburger. Make sure to visit www.realultimatepower.net and throw that guy a bone. Next up is Stinger Madness. Bye. 
Hello and welcome to Stinger Madness. It's American Ninja time. This. Hi, yeah. Yeah, God, we've been waiting for this for a long time. American Ninja. How have we not got to American Ninja? I'm actually now? surprised that we were doing the, the the one. This is our first ninja. Yeah. Oh, anything. Yeah. Ninja, Two. Anything. Our first ninja isn't Ninja Three: The Domination. Yeah. What? Yeah. The Mortal Kombat doesn't count. No, that's their kind. Of, uh, uh, not no. really. Uh -uh. No. Wait, is Scorpion and uh, they're not ninjas? They're they not got ninjas. fucking neon on. That's yeah. not sneaky. That's <laughs> <Yeah>, not sneaky. <laughs> at all. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> I'm your host, Justin. With me, as always, are two good people, Sam and Jackie. How are you, Jackson Hole? I'm holy. Hmm, that's like Batman. Like holy, Jackie, Batman. <laughs> holy, holy roller, Jackie. Holy, holy roller, Jacks. That's right. good. Yeah, it's not bad. Sam? I'm fine. Good. Streaming do's and don'ts this week. Even though a couple weeks ago I said that uh, we don't, I don't know, we were going to slow down on this, but man, uh, good week for it. First off, we all saw this one on Netflix, Selma Hayek. That's about it in Everly. Start with uh, Sam, your no, thoughts. I don't like it. You it did not whatever. like it. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't like it. It had all of the elements, boobs, guns. guns. It just was sort of like, you know what it was? Is it was like, it felt like old boy and then nothing. Maybe I just, anything that feels sort of like old boy. I'm like, oh, you got really high bar. You got mm -hmm. a really high bar here. Mm -hmm. do, can, do you know why it felt like old boy? Because that's what I said as well. Is it, it kind of seems like old boy, but then I can't tell you why it feels like old boy. The sort of the room. The room. The room is why it felt You're, like old boy. He is stuck Even in though he doesn't time, get stuck but... in... When he gets out of that room is when the movie really takes off. Right. But, yeah, I don't know. Other than that, like maybe it was just the pacing, Because uh, I've, I've, I've seen that on the internet now. After watching it, too, it's like, kind of has this old boy feel, but nobody can tell me why it felt like old boy. Jackie, did them. you feel like old, uh, anything like old boy? No. All right. Well, you're the I didn't. I original person on the internet so uh what do you what did you think of everly i thought it was kind of entertaining i especially like the part with the uh old guy in all in white the saint when he comes in with this four um i don't even know what you'd call those guys guys with the masks they were essentially uh the five uh not deadly venoms the uh the five element ninjas oh okay yeah, four element ninjas they they were bullshit shaw brother shit with guys with funky ninja masks on that was probably my favorite part okay so as a whole as a whole, I I thought I found it entertaining. I watched it twice, actually. That's a Jackson hole. <laughs> Wait, what is this ski business? I don't know. There's no, if we're gonna talk about skiing, we should talk about Better Off Dead. <laughs> that movie fucking rules. Oh, we should talk about ski school. I uh, also, you know, it's like smoking aces, what? and I hated smoking aces. Everly, or? Everly turns into smoking aces halfway through. They just yeah. start sending sort of weird people after mm -hmm, her, mm -hmm. like. Uh, eccentric assassins, say. Yeah, okay. But it feels like Old Boy, even though it's more like Smoke and Aces than anything else. Yeah, I'm still going to give it a do. I yeah. thought it was uh, not fantastic, but it's a budget film, and uh, it's fun to a degree. And it had some Christmas tunes in it. It is kind of a Christmas movie. I'm pretty seriously confused on what the entire plot was. Now, I was really drunk at the time when I watched it, so uh, take the, everything I just said with a grain of salt. But uh, I, I found it enjoyable, and I think we're really big douchebags if we say that uh, uh, that's not what we want in a film because it's everything we want in a film. So I don't know, man. It is. I mean, that's a, why I didn't like it, just because it was sort of like it looks like the perfect hamburger, and then I bit into it, and it wasn't. Oh, so you're you're pulling a Star Wars? 
where they gave you exactly what everybody's been asking for for 10 years and you still didn't like it. No, I never asked for that. You asked for more Jar Jar. <laughs> I asked for more Jar Jar. <laughs> Gotta have more Jar Jar. Like, make it, make it make sense. Like, that's what they should yeah, do yeah. with the next 10 Star Wars movies is spend all that time turning Jar Jar into a uh, redeemable character. Yeah. I will say, though, that just to get us off the Jar Jar Binks, because yes, I hate do. that guy. Yeah. Um, Selma Hayek in this movie, like, I'm pretty sure she's an android, too. A man, a woman droid? What's a female man droid? Sexbot. Sexbot? Dude, because she doesn't age. <laughs> she has not aged. And Louis her boobs Kelly are still Ente. like, wow. Like, yeah. I remember the very first time I ever saw those boobs in Frida. And I was like, oh. Chupacabra, come and get me. Hey, yo. Hi, does meal. That's a spicy taco. Uh, maybe that's a little too strong. <laughs> that's too. Uh, that's a little too overt. Uh, that's a. Uh, uh, that's a bean burrito surprise. Hot tamale. Yeah, no, she looks great. Yeah, yeah she, she does. Looks great. Like she's uh, she's uh, fifty one. What did I? Fifty three. She's in her fifties, early fifties. So uh, she does not look a day over thirty. <laughs> she's sexy. Yeah, she would not go out with me. She no, probably dude. wouldn't. No. The nice thing about Selma Hayek, though, Sam, is you do not need a Time Machine hit list to put her on because she's just you still could go there. 20 years old Selma Hayek. You could travel back in time. There's what, no point. Well, no, actually, that's yeah. the only way I could. I'd have to pull the future man. Here's the my only cell way. phone. And she'd be like, this is uh, 1995. I've got four of those. Yeah. No, because I don't. She's 50, isn't she? She's 53. That's what I just said. Yeah. So you, you can make it back to like before the cell phone the before time like there's probably like three years there where she's legal and there's not a cell phone mm-hmm. maybe you could fuck here's here's a thought you could do like the star trek thing where you fuck up the timeline and then you travel back into the future and everything's all fucking weird and shit like carousel like like logan's run and then then like people are drawing shit on the walls because they don't have like any written history because you fucked it all up and then you just find some of hayek and be like just show her your cell phone and she's confused and then you can bang her so i'm gonna do i'm gonna pull some sarah connor shit okay all right i'm gonna travel back to like whenever motorola first starts inventing the cell phone Mm -hmm. i'm gonna fucking blow up the building okay all right and then i will have the only one so Sky I'm dead. always future man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Awesome, dude. Yeah, you're going by uh, Terminator rules, not Back to the Future rules, Which, where yeah. your phone would fade away in your hand, and then Back you'd be like, the God damn it, now it, I'm yeah. in the 70s, and phones don't exist. You exactly. know what would be, like, the worst future man thing that you could probably take back with you? A Prius. Oh, yeah, that would suck. They're like, the the car of the future, huh? Well, I'm going to kill myself now, because that's the future I don't want to live in, big brother. You would have one charge of you driving really slow and quietly, and then it would be dead, and then you'd just have a big chunk of metal. Nice car, bud. I'm future man. You have to get into this car if you want to live. She gets in. So my life depends on us going 38 miles an hour. (laughs) Looks like you're running out of juice, bud. No, don't worry. The brakes charge the battery. <laughs> what? <laughs> just, just don't worry about that. All right. Next up on Netflix as well was uh, Turbo Kid, starring Michael Ironside, produced by Jesse Eisner, directed by nobody I've ever heard of, Canada Film uh, winner at SXSW, South by Southwest. South by Southwest. Really big deal. Lots of internet buzz. 
weird because it was made in 2015 and it really has a 1980s feel to it. Well, oh. it's a it's an homage pick ish to a degree. It's 2015 and the very first line of it is the world's blown up. It's 1997. This is the world 1997. So it's it's an homage to agree, but they're really like because well, I, Jackie and I were trying to remember what that stupid piece of shit that was on the internet that was thirty minutes long cost two hundred fifty thousand dollars was a Kickstarter success, and we watched it. And we were like, that was fucking awful. That karate bullshit with Lamborghini. Was, yeah, what was that called? I already forgot. Yeah, you, I mean, who fucking cares if you saw it? You know what we're talking about? And you're probably going, God, what the hell was that called? It was shit. Um, this is people were expecting this to be that. But it wasn't. It this was its own universe with its own char- set of characters, and no like shouts out to really anybody other than just hardcore kicking ass and like, Rainbow Bright. Like if you want to have a, a shout out to anything, I don't think you can just be like, "Well, uh, everybody fucking kicks ass." That's not a shout out. That's just kicking ass. Yeah, Rainbow so, Bright. Rainbow Rainbow Bright because she had a blue jumpsuit. That's it? You're coming up with Rainbow Bright there? That wasn't a shout-out. She just had a blue jumpsuit. Was her hair pink? Spotty. Rainbows on the kids. Um, oh, Turbo Kids outfit. Yeah, Turbo Kids no, outfit had some no. rainbow stripes on it. Uh-uh. No. Every single ski suit the kids had in the 80s had rainbows on it. Not That's not Rainbow one. Bright. I, I had rainbows. That's tough. I don't not, know. not Rainbow Bright. She was a girl. How can the the, the military be Rainbow Bright? Let's put the toughest guy with well, a laser gun in the movie. Well, she also had some rainbow bright stuff going on. She had blonde hair. Yeah. And blue you're, eyes. I think she you're had it. the headband on. Headbands are sweet. She had the the um, rainbow stuff on her jumpsuit too. I think you're stretching it. I think you're looking for homages where homages do not exist. I think it just was supposed to look like a movie, post-apocalyptic movie with these props and things in it. Whatever. I liked it. So, as I said, it's a post-apocalyptic movie with uh, lots of kicking ass. Uh, two kids. Well, one one guy. The guy is a. I, how old I is he? I think he's a teenager. I think he's supposed to be a teenager as well. Uh, by himself, finds a gal pal who's a bit of a nutter that just latches onto him. Yeah, he doesn't even have a choice. He's she's like, we are friends. Bam. Yep, we're friends. Period. That's it. End of story. I'm going where you're going now. And then they go on an adventure and uh, take down, well, they take on Michael Ironside, his army of uh, ne'er-do-wells huh. with a laser gun and uh, some Indiana Jones guy. And if Starship Troopers has taught us anything, Michael Ironside's is really fucking tough. Yeah. Yeah. He was a little fat, though, he's, in this movie. Yeah, he's, he's put he's on older. Yeah. And he only had one eye. But he yeah. might pull some scanners shit and blow your head up. I wouldn't say tough. Just evil. He's a bad guy in this film. He's a bad guy, not necessarily tough, just bad. Okay. He's got minions, many minions wearing shoulder pads that have spikes on them and spooky masks and things of that nature. I do like this one movie, this movie for one particular reason. It's a post apocalyptic film where there is only bicycles, huh. no cars, there's no gasoline. That's, That's my cool. problem with every single fucking Mad Max movie is, oh yeah, where do you f- refine the fucking gas, you asshole? They're killing each other for it in the second one. Yeah. You run out. You run out of it eventually. And in the first one, it's not like society's fallen. Mad Max is just seriously what it's like in Southern Australia, I think. Yeah, maybe. I'm just saying that uh, my bike would be a hot commodity. It's green. Everybody would want it. Yeah, but your bike only has one gear, so it's- Three gears. Well. Bam. Yeah, I think you don't want one that's looking cool. I think, because there's a bicycle chase scene in it with the bad guys chasing after Turbo Kid. And I think you want to have a fast bike. You want a bike 
that can go over some shit, jumps and stuff. As, That's not my bike. As seen within Turbo Kid, you gotta you gotta be able to jump that thing. You gotta hot dog it a little bit. Yeah, that that is not my bike. Off roading. Yep, exactly. I think uh, Turbo Kid's bike was the one BMX. Yeah, but my yeah. bike would have been like in a royal parade. Uh, like a beauty queen would have been on my bike, being like, "Yeah, hi, woo, beauty queen on a bicycle." And then Mike, Michael Ironside would have waved his hand, and some guy would have like shot a rocket at you and blown you up, and been like, oh, and then he would have gone, "I want that bike." Yeah. And then it would have just been on his wall, and then you'd be dead. Well, you know, it's a shitty world anyway. You have to bike everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have bicycle butt crack by the end of your journey, huh. and there's no monkey butt cream to keep your crack going. I uh. I think Turbo Kid's going on my year in review. I fucking loved it. I did too. I really liked it. I think it was as strong or stronger than Hobo with a Shotgun. I can't praise this film enough. Anybody that doesn't like this film can suck it. Okay. I didn't see it. Strong words. You should. You should, Sam. You're wasting your goddamn time by not watching Turbo Kid. Okay, It was great. It was really good. Jackie? You gonna give that a do? I'm yeah. Saying. Oh, definitely. Okay. I I really enjoyed it, and I don't like a post-apocalyptic movies. I don't. But this one, I was actually really entertained with, and it and it being a post-apocalyptic movie didn't bother me at all. Yeah. Because the character development was really good, and it wasn't the same old shit that I've seen like a million times. The characters are interesting. The universe is interesting. Costumes are good. Oh yeah, the costumes are really film. good. And I like that they're going around there scavenging things that. You know, we would think of as trash, like pink flamingos and shit like that. Mm -hmm. And he's going around and getting this shit, and it's cool. Mm -hmm. And that would be the shit that I would get out of a junkyard. So I'm like, "Ah, I can relate to that. The the lead was great. The girl was great. Ironside was, he was okay. He was not Michael Ironside from Starship Troopers, but he was okay. The girl was definitely the best one. Yeah, she stole the show. And the special effects of the deaths in this movie were awesome. Yeah, very, very gory and over-the-top gore. It was great. Yeah. Great movie. I can't praise Turbo Kid enough. This week on the Great Superpower Debate. Now, did you take some time to think about this one, or are you just pulling a Jackie? No, I didn't. This one is the power to freeze time. Oh, hold on. Okay. So the cap, there's a couple caveats here that I want to want to shout out. It's a sphere that you can create and freeze time in. Just a sphere of ten feet in diameter. You can only create them fifty feet away at maximum, and uh, you don't want to do it within ten feet of yourself because then you end up freezing yourself. So if you are like, and that's six feet away, you would freeze time with you in it. That would be a bad call. So when you just vaporize everything that's in this, like, because what happens when you unfreeze it? It's it just now... goes back to normal. Normal time. It's, it's normal time. Relative time. The rest of the universe outside of the but sphere yeah, see, like, you're continues to move. Causing, like, physical stasis inside of a sphere to mm-hmm. actually freeze time to break it away from time and space that it surrounds would be completely different. Yeah. You would, like, basically cut that piece of time space out of time space forever. It would now be 10 seconds behind or however long Absolutely. you can freeze it. Yep. That's fucked up, man. Yeah. Because you would always, like, if you hated somebody, you could make them the guy who gets the joke last. If you did the wrong thing, you Every could. Every time. <laughs> How, what's the duration? Uh, until you say, uh, you don't say, it's just you turn until it you on stop? or off at your will. Yes. At your will. So if you were to freeze yourself, that's forever. Not going to get turned off because you can't turn it off because you're frozen. Not to mention that if you subscribe to that sort of timeline string theory BS, then you've got, you're just 
causing ruptures and timelines. You are just, flirting with disaster with this one. You could really fuck everything up. Now, even if it's not that dramatic, you freeze time. Anything, the bubble can be penetrated, but as soon as it enters the bubble, it becomes frozen. So if a car drove into the bubble, it would just go smash against the bubble. It would completely disintegrate flat against the bubble because the very first piece of it would freeze, causing the rest of it behind it to impact into itself. Wow, you've really thought this through. It's yeah, not I, I like you could show up. freeze it, though. You you can. You have but, superpowers, Sam. Yeah, that's the thing is that like you'd have to fast forward it back. Nope, couldn't. No. Nope. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is like once you freeze it, you've basically just created a rupture in time space mm-hmm. that's not going away. Never. That's you can do nothing good with this power. You can do a lot of bad. A lot of bad. Uh huh. Like they would have to kill you. And you couldn't like uh, you couldn't do something sweet like rob banks with it. Even even without your theory, you couldn't rob banks because you couldn't enter into the frozen area. You no. can never go in there. What happens if a person walks into it? Is it the same idea same thing, as the just, car? Just, just become pancake. like a the forward momentum that they have. Well, you don't really have enough forward momentum. It would be like walking into a wall. So it's like a bug on a windshield. No, you would be smashed because as soon as you enter into it, you can't continue your movement, your forward movement. The rest of you would just go. You'd probably just pop. You would just like a like Dr. Manhattan shit. Yeah, Dr. Manhattan shit. That's the one with the blue wiener. Yep, blue penis. You would be blue penisized. The rest of him was blue as well. <laughs> I couldn't tell you because uh, you know, I he never was saw really just a blue guy was with just, a wiener. Was just blue penis. <laughs> I mean, the way Zack Snyder shot it, it seemed like it took up the entire screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, by the grade that I'm supposed to give you, it's like a one because it's just evil, man. No, none of you guys can come up with a single good use of it. Jackie, you said something earlier. What was your single good use? Um, you could get somebody to be the last one in the room to get the joke every time. But they would be dead, probably, and part of the world universe would collapse around them. Creating black holes. Yeah. Like, the the sort of physics involved, the quantum physics involved with this superpower is so damaging that if the government saw you do it twice, they would kill you. Now, what if, what if you needed to do something in, oh, you got a max of 50 feet away. They would have to launch you into space, and then, like, the spooky aliens would show up, and you'd be, like, able to freeze their ships in time. And, hey, it's just space, but then we would eventually crash, the Earth would crash into that space bubble, and then fuck all of the shit up. start to collapse on itself. Yep, so... This is terrible. I'm going to give this a one. one. No, I really thought that this might have something, but yeah. the more it gets flushed out, this is a really bad superpower. Really bad. Like yeah. Gravitron from the Marvel Universe You're superpower. Like, you just, wow, you are a bad guy. Like the I, mole- Molecule Man. Actually, you know who it's like is like Legion from the X-Men, Professor Xavier's son that was so powerful that there was just no way to contain it. Like, it was only destructive. Even though it's not all powerful. There are serious limitations to this power. This thing is still too much. It's just so destructive. The power itself isn't the aftermath of it is, and Mm -hmm. so you just you can't do anything. Is that a couple ones? Did you both say it's a one? Yeah, that's the worst one. Because I can't get a zero, can I? No, there's no zeros. All right, then a one. Yeah, Yeah. one. Real bad one. There you go. That's the worst worst one. I own the worst and the best. (laughs) There you go. Sam, what do you have on American Ninja? The year is nineteen eighty five. American Ninja is the second leg of Canon Film Group's love affair with the ninja. Hey, yeah. 
I like your sound effects. Yeah. Actually, you don't hear ninjas never make haya. They just are no, quiet. No, they don't. They're really quiet. You just hear stealth kills. You don't hear anything. You just die. The sound of their feet before they kill you. Unless you watch one of the Canon Films Group's ninja movies, then they're very loud. Like they knock over the fucking fridge on the way in. Explode a building. Yeah. It all started when Menahem Golan, fresh off of the apple, which was received not so well, said to himself, fuck it, I'm going to make a ninja movie. Fuck it. I'm though, Israeli, I know everything about ninjas. Yeah. Though it may not have happened exactly like that, the decision and the film, Enter the Ninja, would trailblaze mostly inaccurate ninja films for years to come. For the sequel, Revenge of the Ninja, director Sam Furstenberg would be enlisted to carry the torch. That torch was a dubious one, as Revenge of the Ninja was more of a reimagining of Enter the Ninja than a sequel. This would, however, allow Furstenberg and his team to fully enter left field with Ninja 3 The Domination, which has nothing whatsoever to do with the first two, and even less to do with things that could happen on Earth or with people. Or in film, really. Or in film. Furstenberg was a favorite of Golan and the Canon Films Group. Just as he was completing Break-In 2, Electric Boogaloo... His phone rang. It was Golan, who shouted, Why the fuck aren't we making a ninja movie? Though it might not have happened exactly like that. I'm pretty sure it did. What followed would be American Ninja. And I'm not really sure why it isn't Ninja 4 American Ninja. Ninja 3 really left the door open for anything. Mm -hmm. My only assumption would be that the lack of Shokasugi caused the opening of a new franchise. For those keeping score... Between the Ninja and American Ninja franchises, Canon released Ninja movies in 1981, 83, 84, 85, 86, 87, 89, 90, and 93. What happened to 88? Yeah, man. Yeah, they skipped a couple years. That year got fucked. Yeah, that's when he was having oh. a baby. The Ninja or? Yeah, Ninja Baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's he was... when he was having a baby. Who? Him. <laughs> I don't want to talk about him. <laughs> Yeah, a sneaky ninja guy. <laughs> yeah. Dun, dun, dun. He wasn't available for filming <laughs> that year. Uh, American Ninja 5 would be the second to last film that Canon Films Group ever released. The last being Chain of Command. And the last theatrical release was, of course, Hellbound with Chuck Norris. Yeah. Which I believe is Chuck Norris's last theatrical release as well. Probably. Is there any singing in this movie? There uh, is there's not. not. Damn. Furstenberg would also direct American Samurai in 1992 which would put him at five similarly themed films when adding the two last ninjas and the first two American ninjas. Also released in 1992, Lethal Ninja was titled in the U.S. American Ninja 5, The Nostradamus Syndrome. (laughs) This would explain why the real fifth installment was stylized American Ninja V. David Bradley would be American Ninja in American Ninja 5, and he was also the American Samurai. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of fucking connections with yeah. this ninja bullshit. Just just repackage it and put that guy back in. Yeah. There. He likes hangerbirds and french fries and kicking some ninja butt. Kicking some ninja butt. So Michael Dudikoff started out as a runway model. He would step it up and have successful print campaigns with both Calvin Klein and GQ. He would then turn to acting poorly. <laughs> <laughs> to our much needed yeah. benefit. Or the, something. The thing that surprises me about his career when I looked at the filmography is how many TV shows he was in. I didn't remember any of them, but I will have to look into one. Cobra, where Dudikoff plays an ex-Navy SEAL who has to bust everybody's ass and drives around in an AC Cobra. It was produced by one Stephen J. Cannell, so it's probably hot shit. And there's 22 episodes of it. Oh, dude, we totally got to check and that out. And it starts with a made-for-TV movie. So, <laughs> And then it ends with a made-for-TV movie as well. Cool. Yeah. I'm in. I like Dudikoff. 
During the filming of this film, he would contract malaria. <gasps> yep. Dudikoff had the malaria, and during an interview, he said that you can tell because of how sweaty he gets during all of the fight scenes, and they couldn't do anything <laughs> about it because he was dying of malaria. <laughs> and he's just shaky. Yeah. Well, it's sweaty, at least. Steve James died tragically of pancreatic cancer in 1993. He left us too soon. We needed him to kick so much more ass. The majority of films he was in are worth checking out because they require a stuntman who could act or an actor who would jump off a roof without a shirt on. Steve James type shit. They also require Michael Dudikoff. Yeah. Well, he's in Delta Force. That's true. He's in a lot of fucking awesome movies. Yeah. A Not lot enough. of them star Michael Dudikoff. More of them star... Well, there's five American ninjas, and he's in three of them. Mm. Mm. Dudikoff's only in three of them, though. And Avenging, Avenger, Avenging Force. They're both in Avenging Force, yeah. yeah. Sequel to Invasion USA. Why don't you ever <coughs> see a fat ninja? Sammo Hung's not really a ninja, but he's yeah. like a fat martial arts guy. Yeah. You should write somebody a letter, I guess. Write your congressman. Be like, hey, how come you don't see fat ninjas? You know, I'll tell you why. Because they're all pirates, and pirates are stupid. Ha. Huh. Mm. Well, the consummate team player James would have most of his fight scenes filmed with the second unit during this production, as Dudikoff didn't know any martial arts, but also made it clear that he was the lead and didn't want to get shown up by anybody. <laughs> nice. They would become friends by the uh, second movie, which I assume to mean that Dudikoff realized he was a no-talent doofus, and he just needed to ride that sweet wave. Yep. Judy Aronson was the star of this film, the female lead. Oh, yeah, I don't think she was the star. Star, well, the female lead. <laughs> She had a rough start to her action career. Her first film was Friday the 13th, the final chapter, when Joe Vito tried to kill her with uh, hypothermia in the lake. Oh, yeah, That's in the her lake. first yep. movie. Yep. She's yep. the one we're always talking about. Well, she's not on the time machine hit list. Mm. She's kind of like, sort of, like, she's aged like, not like, like wine, because she's hot now. Oh. Like, I would have sex with her now. I would not travel back into, like, if... I yeah, her before not so much. She, she uh, sort of an olive oil type. She's uh, aged like cask wine, not so much like wine left in a cup overnight. Or the stuff that you get at Albertsons. those are called barflies. Yes, huh. and the lights come on at two a.m. You got to make it out the door before then, or so not, <laughs> or don't. <laughs> what happens if you don't? Yeah, wait. You really see what they look like. You're like, oh, all right, I'll catch up with you guys. <laughs> I'll catch up with you guys. Uh, just spend the night there. Uh, well, she finally got into canon movies, and though her infrequent, her career has stayed active. Her most recent appearance was in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. That's ten years ago. Bang, bang, bang. Yep. Keep an eye out. Well, it's it's like ten years apart sometimes, but she just like keeps showing up, and then you get like a picture of her, like wow, you just keep getting better looking. Keep an eye out for Steve James striptease routine. Great. Yeah. You remember, like, the end fight scene? Yeah. Like, oh, yes. Yeah. And uh, also keep an eye out for the stuntman who loses his face. Mm-hmm. Well, the movie is on YouTube right now. Really? The Paramount Vault. All five of them are. Oh, So oh, if cool. you go to the Paramount Vault, it's a YouTube channel. Just Google it. It'll come up. Uh, American Ninja 1 through 5 are there. We will be watching American Ninja and then talking about it with very special guest Joe Fulgham from the Caustic Soda Podcast. So make sure you come back from that. Join us with our very good friends from the North. And uh, also watch out for the Smafas. If you haven't already listened to the Smafas, check it out on our website at sneakermadness.com and uh, let us know your thoughts on the winners. In the meantime, get back to the chopper. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper? With a sword. What is our tagline? Get to the chopper. 
Thank you for listening to Stinker Madness. If this is your first time, we hope you enjoyed it and will come back to listen more. But now, we'd like to ask all of our listeners for a small favor. We aren't ranking as high as we'd like, and we need your help. Would you please take just a couple of minutes to rate and review us on your preferred listening platform, be it iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever else you can. It takes many hours each week to bring you this show, and just a couple seconds of your time is a huge help for us. And for those of you that have already done this, we say thank you. It's been quite a night. Let's talk now to Christine, who's managed to cap a... Cap-a-cola. Somebody Cap-a-cola. in their ass. Cap-a-cola. 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 Chupacabra. Poe Dameron's a stupid name.